0: Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry.
1: So I do not know any of the questions you can ask these guests. You have not told me. I don't know what they are. I'm the one that's on the hot seat. All I did is put these phenomenal guests that are going to come and talk here In just a second and said hey would you guys be willing to come on and ask me any questions so i'm going to start out with michelle and we're going to go with michelle then we're going to go misty and then we're going to go kevin so michelle you start out with your very very first question
2: (laughs) no pressure right (laughs) no
1: pressure at all no pressure for me i don't even know what the question is
2: (laughs) so honestly mine is um as far as my team goes you know, helping to keep them motivated during these times, because I have I have felt a decline as far as that goes. And I mean, I try to do like incentives or things like that. Nobody seems to be really jumping in. So how would you go about helping your team stay going during this time?
1: Yeah, so first thing is, is I think your teams need to hear from someone every single day. So they need to be plugged in every single day where even if they're only hearing you for two or three minutes, or if they're hearing someone else on your team for two or three minutes, or maybe it's leveraging a Facebook Live for two or three minutes as you go, but, or five minutes, whatever it is, they need to hear the positivity right now. Because what's happening right now is most people, I'm about to say everyone, but most people have shifted their focus to becoming the doctors, the experts, the scientists, the reporters, where they're spending eight hours a day doing research. And I'm not saying don't be educated. Of course be educated, but I am saying at some point it's enough. At some point, it's like, what is, what is the amount you're going to stay educated? Is it going to be an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day? So you need to help them to create a new DMO, a daily method of operation of what they're willing to do, right? On a daily basis. And the whole goal is just progress. So find small victories, even if you create a poll, and some things are just gonna be trial and error. It could be a poll that you create inside of, you know, your Facebook group and everybody updates their progress as they go. And you say, maybe you start with the video and say, hey, look, I know that, you know, each one of these different aspects, maybe you've got, you know, crazy things going on in life. Maybe you're really busy and you're homeschooling and you just wanna pull your hair out because it's so difficult for you. But our whole goal is do something to progress our business forward every single day. So the poll could be simple things like, you know, personal development and it could be, it could be a winning streak of how many days in a row they've reached out to somebody brand new or how many days in a row they've done personal development or how many days in a row they've reached out to people non-business related. But you want to find things that are activity-based, that are small wins to keep people plugged in as much and as often as possible because as we know, if you just take a month off, ooh, most of those people are done. They never do the business again. So I'm not saying that, you know, maybe they just lost a job. Maybe they're dealing with a family member. Maybe they're homeschooling four kids, right, and they have less time. I'm not saying that you got to go work your business 10 hours a day. But I am saying you got to do something every single day. So good leaders have vision. Great leaders give vision. You want to cast that vision to them of why, so they feel like you're a leader, not a boss. You're leading through influence, not through title.
2: Awesome, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Misty.
2: So uh, my question is, I spend a lot of time building relationships, so I never know when it's the appropriate time to switch that conversation over to business. And I, I feel spammy sometimes.
1: Great question. It's a really question. I think most people have a similar question. So most of us are people pleasers one way or another. So because of that, it really comes back down to, and I I know Michelle's read this because we've had conversations back and forth to my book, The Game of Conquering, but it comes down to the mother of all fears, the fear of judgment. And because of that, that's that's typically the thing that's holding us back the most from approaching people, from being spammy, because we're so worried what other people think. We're so worried they're going to mischaracterize us. We're so worried they're going to misjudge us. We're so worried they're going to perceive us as a taker. And we pride ourselves on caring so much about people. The problem with that is we become so worried and we feel like we're such givers that you actually end up giving less. So first we need a mindset shift. And the reason why you end up giving less is because of that fear of judgment, you probably are inviting way less people every single year. So let's say, let's just throw out some random number for, for, to make it more uh, mathematical. Let's say because of the fear of judgment, you're reaching out to 200 less people because you're worried about being spammy and being a taker. How many people are literally praying for what you have? How many people really need what you have? How many people could you help out? Even if, let's say, even if you had half of those people just make fun of you and talk behind your back and say you're such a taker, even if you know you're not. You can't achieve your goals and your dreams if you worry too much what everyone else thinks. So it's a balance. Don't be the person that's like, I don't care what anyone thinks. And now you're purposely just trying to be offensive and a jerk. I know you wouldn't be that way, but some people take it to that extreme of like, screw everyone. I don't care what anyone thinks. Don't be that extreme. But at the same time, make sure that you're really focusing on is my intent good? Do I feel like I'm doing my best? Because if you are, who cares? right? They're going to judge you because you approached them too soon. They're going to judge you because you didn't approach them soon enough. They're going to judge you because you were too spammy. They're going to judge you because you weren't direct enough. People are just going to judge you no matter what. That's what they do. So I would say for you, it's it's never the first message, but it could be the first conversation. It could be the second. It could be the third. Longer than the third conversation, you're overdoing it and you're letting the fear of judgment get you too caught up in building your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and your legacy. So don't let the fear of judgment prevent you from chasing your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and helping other people to chase their goals, dreams, and ambitions. So not the first message, and not after the third conversation. At the longest, the third conversation, be direct. And then the last thing I would say on this is whatever you're most insecure about, say it. So if you're insecure that you're being spammy or you're gonna be annoying, I just say it. I just say, hey, look, if you're interested, great. If not, that's okay. I wouldn't waste your time. I'd love for you to take a look. And like I said, if you're not interested, that's okay. I'm never gonna be that annoying person, but I think you're gonna love it. So if my insecurity is I'm worried about them thinking I'm gonna be the annoying person, I'm just gonna hit it head on. Now, don't convey it in a way that that takes away the power of the confidence, meaning, hey, Hey, if you're not, if you don't like it, it's okay. It's okay. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. Well, they're never gonna be interested, right? You can't have that type of attitude. Um, but you can say it and then after follow with some some confidence of, but I think you're gonna be interested. Thank you, Misty. That
2: makes perfect, that makes perfect sense, thank you.
1: Good. Uh Kevin, my man, you've been successful first off in traditional business. Yeah. Uh, very successful and been involved in the direct sales industry for several years. I'm excited to hear your question.
0: Well, the, I think the issue I've really been dealing with is I'm almost too successful in the, you know, the standard industry because everybody's worried about things slowing down. I actually got seven new appointments for work um, in the past week, so it, it's been kind of crazy like that. But and sorry, I'm 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 talking while I'm getting out of my truck to pick something up, but. I, for me, I think the biggest thing I've realized is that it's it's a numbers game. Some people come in and they can talk people into doing this right away, but most of the people they talk into doing it, then they don't last. So for me, it, it's a numbers game. I just got to get out there and I like what you said about every day, either posting something or in contact with people. I'm realizing that if I get out and just send some text, emails, post every day on Facebook, General information about what I do that will bring in the leads. Is that a good approach?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great approach. I think though for you is is everyone's going to have a reason why they aren't successful. I, I wouldn't say it's because you're too successful. I would say that that's a, everything has a strength and a hidden weakness in it. A hidden strength right. and a hidden weakness. So for you, you've got so much credibility. I would focus on what the strengths are with that credibility in the sense that you've had success and you know what it takes. And I would leverage that story because people are always going to find their excuses. They're going to look at some people and say, well, I could never do what you're doing. Of course, you're successful. And other people are going to say, well, I never want to follow you because you've never been successful. So they're going to find their their agenda or their excuse. But that's all it is is they're gonna either say you're too successful or not successful enough. There's always a hidden objective below that. And leadership, your goal as a leader is to extract what the real objection is because most of the time people are, whatever they're giving you of, well, I couldn't do this or you make, or I I uh, make too much money or, you know, I don't have enough time. There's always something that's deeper because if the value's there, They're always gonna say yes. Okay. So repackage that story and then sell that story. And sell what you've done in your your traditional business and how you're gonna apply those success principles into this business and why this is the greatest thing and how to help them. Because that energy is absolutely 100% contagious and will make a huge, huge difference, so.
0: Well, fortunately for me, my success is in the same industry as what I'm promoting with Renata. So that's a very fortunate thing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can work with, within your company and within what you're doing and parlay them together because it together. So I love it. I love it. Michelle, any thoughts on what's, what, what uh, questions or anything people have said first, and then we'll go on to your question
2: just going back on the thing you were talking about, about when you're reaching out to people, that is actually something that I'm pushing through as well is because when I first reach out immediately, my head's going, Oh, they're going to not be able to afford it. They're not gonna be able to do this. And so I, it's my fear of that. And so I try to push forward and, and just be confident, but you have to be caring at the same time. So there is that fine line. You don't want to be so like your, your little voice you were doing, there' so weak about it. You want to be confident about what you have, and you know it's going to help them, but at the same time, not being salesy. And that's a fine line trying to figure out that difference.
1: Sally, remember, always mention whatever you're worried about. So if you're worried about that, then I would say, hey, look, I want to be extremely sensitive to what's going on. And ask them questions. How's your family? How's business? How's work? If it's someone that you know. And then when they tell you, say, how can I help you? And then after, if they don't say they wanna join your business or anything, say, look, I wanna be really sensitive to what's going on in your life and your situation. I've been extremely successful. If you're someone watching right now and you can't say that, then you say, my team's been extremely successful. We know what we're doing. I'm telling you, when recessions happen, our industry explodes because people are looking for creative ways to make it happen. It is worth your time to take a look. And if you're not interested, you know me. No worries, that's okay. It's not going to be awkward ever. And if you are, great, but I promise you I wouldn't waste your time. So you see how I always asked questions, learned, and then I was bold yet sensitive at the same time as I went because, I mean, literally, like I said earlier, there are people literally praying for something. And sometimes even when this could be that answer, they still don't believe it yet because it's not the answer they necessarily want it. But this is this, these are things that are absolutely just important as you go. Um, just to understand so that you can be bold. And again, if they judge you and say, I can't believe you were insensitive. If you did your best and you conveyed it like that and someone thinks you're insensitive, I don't know what to tell you. 50% of people always hate whoever the president of the United States is, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. So that's part of being successful is. You're going to influence more people and you're going to have more people judge
2: you. Awesome. And then as far as the question, so for people like us, you know, introverts, when we're trying to build that relationship with new people, it almost feels forced because you're you're putting yourself out there trying to reach into somebody's space to learn about them. And, And you know, ultimately, it's because you want to help them, but it still feels so awkward at first. What do you do about that?
1: Yeah, I think anytime you're putting yourself out there, it's always going to feel a little awkward. How do you make it feel more normal? Is what's your intent? I mean, your intent is to help out. There's nothing wrong with wanting them to join your business. There's nothing wrong with them wanting to buy your products that can help them out tremendously. So now all you're doing is is looking at this as you go and you're just saying, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that my intent is pure in the sense of, I could ask you this question, Michelle, if someone doesn't join your business, but said, you know what, I see that, you know, you had these two or three tips, um, for helping out for, you know, just being consistent with exercising. Do you mind sharing those with me? Would you share? Yeah. Gladly. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're still willing to help even if they don't join. And If you see something that they have, even if they don't join that could help you, you would ask the same questions. So this whole like you're shady or slimy if you don't approach right away, that's that's bull crap. Because for me, it's more of just approaching people how you would want to be approached. And if you're someone that wants to be approached in the first conversation, not message, but conversation, that's how you should approach other people. Because you're going to feel like the bold, authentic version of you. If you're someone that can't stand me personally, right? If someone approached me on the first conversation, I'm out. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say yes. And some of you are like, Oh, well, then I shouldn't know. But some of you are like the opposite of someone doesn't approach me in the first conversation. I'm out. So for me, I never was going to approach someone in the first conversation and I was number one recruiter out of a million distributors. So it worked, but I didn't do that because that's not what felt authentic for me. So I just want you to figure out what's the bold version of you, and then you just can't you can't worry about it. They're gonna judge you no matter what, as you go and as you do it, but just just convey it prop, the best to your ability, and you're gonna get better and better at communicating and conveying. Awesome, thank you. And I'll do the last question for Missy here, and then Kevin, any insights or any just reminders from what everyone else has said or I've said so far? And then what, what is your question?
2: My other question was, so. When, when I, I don't have very much um, engagement, usually when I post it's like crickets on like majority of my stuff, I might get nine
1: or 10 comments made. Right. I can answer that. So engagement starts with consistency. Engagement starts with value. Engagement starts with being very clear on what you're going to talk about. So instead of talking about a million different things, pick a couple different topics that you always want to consistently talk about. And then focus on those. So you, if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to be nothing to no one. It's niches to riches. So you want to figure out, you know, what your niche is. Maybe you don't have it right away. That's totally okay. But what is your uniqueness? What do people ask them? What do they think about when they think about you? What do they like about you? What are some of maybe the weird or funny or fun or, or great things about you? And then focus on those things. And then values. Let's say I have a product based company and I wanna focus on weight loss. I'm not gonna say buy this, buy this. I'm gonna provide so much insane value. And let's say I don't feel like I, I can provide that yet. Well, I'm gonna become a reporter. So I'm gonna go look at a million different articles. It's an exaggeration. Maybe I'm gonna look at you know 10 different articles. I'm gonna pull the best content from those. If I need to cite those because I haven't reworded anything, I'm gonna cite them. If they're principles I can use on my own, I'm going to, and I'm going to give my own insights and I consistently provide value that brings people in. I'm going to share with them my journey as well of what works and what doesn't work and where I screwed up and messed up and didn't work out today, but I'm back on it. And this is what I learned when you didn't work out and how to stay in tune and this helps me. And like, literally I would give these things. Like for me, for example, I found that years ago I made a determination that I was going to never miss a week of working out. And then after that, I made the determination of every single week. Whenever I go, I'm gonna work out for at least 30 minutes. And then I made the determination when I'm in town, I'm gonna to work out five days a week. So my minimums just kept raising as I go. So I could provide that value. You could provide that value. You could provide that journey. But if you want more engagement, I would look at it as how much value are you providing? And value could be something that's funny. I mean, I did the other day, I posted a hundred different memes um, based on Corona right my my stories were just insane highest they've ever been higher than when i traveled to crazy places all over the world so again value can be different things as you go then the last thing is is just doing a self-audit of the last several months and see which posts got the most engagement which ones got the least and that's your audience telling you what they liked the most and what they didn't like the most and that helps you as you consistently do that over and over again so it's a, it's always a battle. Uh, I can look back even after I had made millions of dollars. And I look back three years ago when I was doing videos, I have several videos where I had less than six comments, right? But I'd stuck with it. And I went probably four and a half years without missing a day posting. And I kept self-auditing and just learning, learning, learning what worked, what didn't work, what worked, what didn't work. So great question. Last question, Kevin, my man.
0: Um, I have a a question that's, well, I started about a year with your business on uh, available uh, online. The initial stuff where you how to start post a week and that is I may I may go just back to the basics and just get basic with it because I think that's going to work as good as anything.
1: OK, so I'm making sure I understand Does that make the question. Sense? Yeah, you were just cutting out a little bit. You were saying that you're making things a little too complicated and you're asking what you should do on social media and going back to the basics. Is that right?
0: Yeah. I want to go back to those basic lessons you started us with a year ago when I, from Renatus, when I first got in, uh, just, the, just starting the basics and, and really get into that, because I think that would excel things right off the bat. Yeah.
1: So my question to you is, is how often do you post on average a week?
0: I, I haven't been. That's part of my problem I've got. That's why I was thinking if I go back to that and I do it like an assignment and I start keeping a record of it, okay, here's the days I'm gonna post and I make that just like you talked about your workout. You know, whether, okay, it's once a week, do I work out? Do I post once a week? And then do I do a post three days a week and then go to five, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So it, it start out with just how I was giving my whole workout. Routine, you need to start out with just making sure that you are being consistent, like we talked about. It's right, you're trying to figure out like what's good content and what's not. Look, if I look back at my posts from five years ago, they were awful, they were so bad. It's like, you know, when memories show up, I'm like. Why would anyone want to read this? Why did I think anyone wanted to read this? I thought I was a smart person five years ago. And I, I look at it and I'm like, it's embarrassing how bad it was. So, but how did I get good? Cause I just stopped worrying what everyone thought and I posted every day. So, so I would say if you can create a commitment of making a post every single day, I don't even care if it's the worst post ever. I promise you, you will get better. I promise you, you'll create more engagement. I promise you, your insights will get better. I promise okay. you, you'll be, be, become much more of an influencer. I promise you, you'll become a better communicator. It's not gonna happen overnight. Right. But make that commitment. Now people ask me, wait, I just saw you post in the leaders group. I just saw you post in the Game of Networking. I just saw you post in t Nation. I just saw you uh, make a post in your Telegram group. I just saw you do a Facebook Live. They're like, how did you come up with that much? because I posted every day and I got so scared of running out of content that I created a notepad in my phone that anytime any thought came to my mind, I just put it there as a future post. Cause I was like, I don't know what to say. Because- on
0: your notepad?
2: Yeah. Okay. I love that idea. That's great. So
1: it's years of stuff, but I don't care. All my great ideas come when I'm in the shower. So when I get out, it's like, oh, I've got like three ideas for posts. But I already made a good post today or bad one. We'll see. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's put, let's put that thing in there. And so I put that in there and I saved that and I store it because I want to provide insane value to people. Right. And again, value could be something that's completely just hilarious. Right. But I want to provide value to people where people are like, I like following this guy. I feel like I know this guy. Right. It provides credibility for everything else that I
0: do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that's good. I,
1: I want you to report back to me in a month. Okay. Report back to me, um, in a month and tell me if you've committed and you've actually done it. And I don't care if they're the okay. worst posts ever. That's good. Cause that means okay. action as you go. So I just want to tell you guys, I appreciate you for making time right now. I know, uh, there's tons of things going on in the world right now. And it's, it's time for us to be that light. It's time for us to step up. It's time for you to be the leaders. I firmly believe that this will be some of the best timing we've ever seen in network marketing. And it's gonna start here in a, in a couple months, which means you start now to create that. But I believe it's gonna be roaring like we have not seen network marketing roar since 2008, 2009. And I could not be more excited. For those that are actually prepared and not just waiting those that are actually taking action now so i appreciate you all and thank you thank you thank you and we'll have to do this again thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast if you're loving the podcast make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts and as always please go leave a five-star raving review And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.